you're now entering the smoke room, featuring your boy King Mac. What's up, King Mac? I appreciate you. Brought to you by the Bad Guy Radio. Welcome to the Smoke Room, and once again, I'm joined by Ashley from Inspired by Ashley Nicole Podcast. How you doing, Ashley? I'm good. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, so last time we had an interesting conversation on the Smoke Room and got a lot of positive feedback, so I'm kind of excited to have you on again to talk about uh, the subject of spirituality and kind of what does that look like, especially to people who are just beginning their walk. Because I think especially in the church sometimes that people get saved and it seems like there's no direction after that or there's no mentorship after that. So kind of give them a look into what your journey and my journey was like when we first got saved and some of the difficulties we faced and some of the hardships we faced as far as staying on the correct path and staying on that journey of uh, faith, you know. So how was it for you when you first got saved? Honestly, exactly what you said. Like, there really was a lot of questions that I had. Um, It was going up to the altar, right? And, you know, accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior and asking him to forgive me for my sins. And then after that, I, you know, I sat down and it, I went on with my life. Right. Um, but I don't think it was really explained to me that even though I have now accepted him as my Lord and savior, my life that I had lived previously was not just going to be washed away. Right. Like, Everything that I had at home was still there waiting for me. And so I think that was one of the biggest challenges was how do I navigate these waters now that I am walking in the light of Christ? I mean, that's a excellent point because I know for me, like, I uh, went to the altar like everybody else. Um basically confess my sins. I've said that I accept uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And then I got baptized and then uh, filled with the uh, Spirit, you know, all in the same day. But nobody told me, like, what was the next steps as far as how you can successfully, you know, do your faith walk, how you can successfully uh, become what everybody talk about when they use that uh scripture where it say, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So it's like, I heard that scripture, <laughs> but 
but it's like, what does that actually look like? What are the steps you need to take besides confessing your sins, besides accepting God as your Lord and Savior? I mean, besides accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like, what are the actual steps, the path I need to be on to become that new creature? You know what I mean? Because when I got saved, I still had my friends in the streets. I still had, you know, other things that I was into before I walked up there. So it's like, how do I focus on getting rid of that life? And then what does it become replaced with? You know what I mean? Like, what is what is the replacement for that lifestyle? And how does that other lifestyle look? You know what I mean? How was it for you? Was that similar? Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was very. And <laughs> I'm stuttering because I'm like, dang, it was very similar. Um, and I think it's interesting that you. Well, it's a few things you said that you were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit all in one day. Um, and I don't think that is it's expressed like how important it is to have that done in that order. Like I didn't realize, or it wasn't explained to me until you know a few months ago and after i got saved like i didn't get baptized until with the holy spirit until maybe a year and a half later how we spoke about on the last episode like sometimes it's going to cause us to strip ourselves from that past life sometimes we're going to have to say no to certain things going certain places hanging out with certain people um because then that also plays into the condemnation of us beating ourselves up for not walking in that scripture. Right. Um, for me, it was like, <laughs> I knew that hanging out with certain friends and if I may be completely transparent, like I knew hanging out with certain friends, I knew I was going to get a blunt. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to get a few shots here and there I knew that that boy that I had the biggest crush on was gonna be at that party so I'm gonna go over to my cousin house we're gonna get dressed and we going right I knew that if I hung out in certain environments my flesh would be filled Mm. I would be feeding my flesh but when I truly started to change my heart posture I started to understand that it is literally me making decisions like I have to make the decision not to go not to do not to hang out you know it's it's a decision to say no so do you think that process would have been easier for you if you had like some sort of mentor from the church that once you got saved that once you walked up there once you got baptized and all these things that explained to you like hey some of those old friends you're gonna have to let go some of the choices that you made that wasn't good for your spirit you're gonna have to stop doing those things like some of the things that you thought were cool like because a lot of people who get saved and don't know, they might not necessarily know the word, so they might think what they're doing is okay and not necessarily sin. So it'd be cool if they have a mentor that says, you know what, some of this stuff you're doing is actually sin and, and not cool, so you need to change that. Do you think your walk would have been made, I don't want to say perfect, but a little bit easier if 
kind of churches has those type of mentorship? Um, so it's kind of loaded, right? I'm going to say yes, but I'm also going to piggyback on why I said yes and why I think it might have been a little contradicting, right? Um, yes, it would have been very helpful for the church to have had a mentor to kind of guide me in that area to kind of confront some of my behaviors to let me know those things. However, I think when I got saved, I was in a headspace of rebellion, right? Like, and because I was in that headspace, regardless to what anyone told me in that season, my thought process would have been, oh, they trying to make me like them. You know, they are trying to turn me into this holier than thou person or they're condemning me for the things that I do because, you know, of whatever. Right. Um, I think we feel like spirituality is so far out of reach because we think that we have to be perfect. And me in that season would have been rebellious to anything a spiritual person would have told me because of that mindset. So while yes, it would have been extremely helpful for someone to have walked alongside me to let me know that my behaviors were unacceptable. I think, especially for my generation, even now we feel like can't nobody tell us nothing. We feel like, Oh, I got it. I can figure it out. I don't need your help. And that can't be farther from the truth. Like we do need help. We do need the leadership. We do need, you know, the guidance, but we also have to be okay and mindful enough to accept it and to be willing to take heed to it because we out here winging it, right? <laughs> We winging it. And unfortunately, by us winging it, we kind of put ourselves in situations that we don't even need to be in. Like we could avoid a lot of pitfalls, a lot of sinful acts if we would just listen to somebody, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because like uh, I've been saved going back for a while, but I've been kind of like off and on, off and on. And what I mean by that is. If a season happened where things wasn't going my way, then I didn't necessarily stand on my faith. I would revert back to things that I hadn't let go, that I thought I had let go, but I didn't let go. And then when I first got saved also, nobody really taught me the importance of diving into the word yourself, studying the word yourself, learning the word yourself, uh, putting that time in, uh, with God and with the word myself. So I thought, you know, being saved was like, okay, you you get saved and then you go fellowship once a week and you kind of good to go. Nobody really stressed the importance of that uh, personal uh, relationship with God, you know. So it was kind of easy for me to revert back to my old ways because I didn't have that guidance, I should say, or I didn't have that person to really tell me what a relationship with God looked like. Like you go hear the word from your teacher and that's maybe once a week, or if they do a Bible study or something, then it's twice a week. But after that, that's it. And you think you good to go just 
eating off that little meat, not understanding, you know, you need to eat more meat than that. Like your body or your spirit, I should say, need to be fed more than that. And I didn't know how important it was to feed my spirit because I didn't have nobody really to teach me that, you know what I mean? So the reason I brought up these questions is because I just see in general, like a lot of times when you get saved, you be so on fire, you know what I mean? You, you ready to go. You excited. You happy about what you just encountered. You happy about the fact that you're experiencing the love of God. You happy about the fact that all of this weight has been kind of lifted off you because you know what I mean? You have confessed your sins and you have accepted, you know what I mean? Your savior. But after that, it's like, then what? It could get kind of, damn, it could get kind of crazy because you still got to, in a way, you're still returning to this life that you just said you left behind. So it's like, how do I really shed that lifestyle? How do I really, this lifestyle of destruction I was living that felt good at some times, how do I really shed that destruction? How do I really you know, enter into a new lifestyle? How do I really develop this relationship with God? And I think it would be extremely easier. Not saying that you still don't have a role to play if there's some mentoring involved. Like if you have a person who gets saved where it's somebody to kind of guide them, to kind of direct them, to kind of stay on them a little bit, where if they miss a service or something, then somebody reaching out to them and saying, hey, where you at or where you have been, what are you struggling with, what do you need help with, I think all of that is important, and I think that's the aspect people miss out a lot on in spirituality is the community aspect of it, and I think we have to get better better at that because I know it would have served me better early on in my uh, walk, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and it's like, it's not going to happen overnight, right? Like, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, and sometimes it does take for us to just reflect on where we presently are. Like, okay, what are the things that I need to shed, right? Because it's not like everybody is just living in sin, right? And we don't know what we don't know, right? So really taking the time, like you say, to align yourself with a mentor or with someone who can help you navigate those waters and just kind of come to some type of senses of, all right, this is what I do. This is what I enjoy. This is what I, or whom I hang out with. Like, how do I turn this into a walk of righteousness with Christ? Right. Um, and just pulling it apart daily, like, because it can be extremely overwhelming to flip your life upside down in the blink of an eye, right? And that could cause us to derail. It could cause us to, you know what, this is too much. I don't even, I don't even want this no more. Mm-hmm. Right. So it it does take a it's a process. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why getting rid of like a condemnation is so important. You have to understand like okay, God has forgiven me. Jesus has forgiven me. So I have to also forgive myself. So Mm. I can no longer beat myself up about the things I did in the past or the mistakes I made in the past. Like I can only move forward and 
you know, not make those mistakes again or not go down that same road again. But I think if you study condemning yourself, then what you're doing is you kind of holding yourself in prison and you holding yourself at that point in time. So you like not moving forward. And I think that's something as followers or as people who believe in Jesus needs to do as well as where we can't keep condemning people for their past. If we expecting, you know, to heal them, you know what I mean? Because the one thing I noticed is when Jesus healed someone, yes, he let them know what they did wrong. He healed them. And then he told them, Hey, don't live that lifestyle no more or stay away from that lifestyle. He didn't keep bashing them over the head with whatever mistake they made. I mean, I'm not even going to call it a mistake, whatever sin they committed. He didn't keep bashing them over the head with that sin. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to do that where we will bash people over the head who's not saved. And then we expect them to get saved. And here we are beating them down consistently where Mm. we need to have some type of empathy some type of kindness. You're like, yeah, you, you, of course, let them know what they're doing wrong, but also let them know in a way where you can bring them forward in the process or in the healing process, you know? Yeah. And if that is, if that just so happens to be the case, I think praying about, um, praying about that community that you're currently in or confiding in, because it's the word says for us to confess our sins to confess our sins to one another and understand that God is faithful. So like you said, God has forgiven us for our sins, right? And we are supposed to confess our sins to one another. So our spiritual tribe, our spiritual community, we're supposed to let them know. And like you say, they're going to give us that feedback. Um, So if you do have a community of people who are constantly bashing you or, you know, throwing it in your face, pray about that because that may be that may not be your community mm-hmm. um and pray for them like pray for them that you know they have that forgiving heart that they walk uprightly like christ because that ain't the kingdom like the kingdom ain't breaking you down because that turns new believers away like And I know for me, like I've encountered quite a few when I first got saved. And it's like, I don't want to be like you. Like you want me here in this kingdom, but you act this way. And it's a poor, I understand now that that was a poor representation of the kingdom. Um, But it does like that behavior turns new believers away because it's like, I don't want to be like you. Like, that's not, that's, that's, I don't, that don't make me feel good. Right. So I think that's important. You know, in general, like we have to find a way to educate people on what sin is. um, But also give them that alternative, you know, but give it in a way that's, um, you know, loving, you know, or have some type of kindness to it. You know what I mean? Where I think that's another thing, like, we struggle with. Like, we always, or some of us are always, like, just beating people with what it is they're doing wrong. You know, like, instead of understanding, like, 
what is the cause of this? Yes, they're sinning, but what is the cause of this bad behavior? And how can I address it, you know, or how can I go to God with it so that they can help my sister or brother out? It's like, okay, so this person is struggling with this situation because whatever happened in the past or whatever uh, trauma they dealing with that was in a past. This is why they struggling with this situation and how can I go to God with this to help them to become better. And not only that, how can I give them the proper advice that will help lead them to come into God or to uh, rectifying those situations or those demons that they dealing with. You know? Yeah. And then finding it in our own hearts to forgive them. Cause sheesh. Yeah, that's like that's another thing. It's like what what do forgiveness look like? Like we always talk about um you have to forgive or you won't be forgiven. But mm. what does forgiveness look like? Because even in people who are supposed to be spiritual and followers of Christ, they will say, Well, I forgive you, but I just won't forget. So is that what forgiveness look like like we have to know what does that look like and if we don't know what forgiveness look like how do we carry it out now we have the example of what jesus gave us but like how do we carry that example out like how do we get to that place where we can be or we can do what the example was you know because i know for me it's hard for me i'm not i'm not gonna lie because i can be stubborn you know, so. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it it starts with understanding, and I'm I'm gonna always break it. You know, I'm always going to break it down because I am a offer or extend your help in that person's, you know, when they need it, and not feel any type of way or think about the offense that they caused you. You can say you have forgiven them. You can think positive thoughts about that person, right? You can wish them well without any bitterness in your heart. You have forgiven that person. When you don't think about causing revenge on a person, you can say that you forgave a person. Like we have to truly understand what forgiveness looks like to be able to do that thing. And then we always think about forgiving a person for what they did to us. But sometimes the hardest part is forgiving ourselves for even allowing the offense to happen. Mm. Because truthfully, we have those nudges, right? When something or someone has offended us before the offense has even taken place, we've had nudges in our heart. Right. We've had people come to us and point things out to us or, you know, whatever the situation may look like. There were signs before the offense happened. And so we harbor those feelings within our hearts because it's like, dang, Ashley, you knew this. Like, how did you why did you you know what I mean? Dang, I felt that back way back when and I still trusted. You know what I mean? So. Forgiveness is not just for the offender, but it's also for ourselves. Like we have to forgive ourselves and release ourselves from a certain act in order to 
position ourselves to forgive another person. Like it starts with us. Mm. So, and I think honestly speaking, unforgiveness too leads to uh, sin or or leads to not being obedient. It leads unforgiveness yeah. leads to disobedience because one thing I've enjoyed doing while I was while I'm going through my situation, my hurt and pain was I've enjoyed watching other people grow or I enjoyed pouring into other people, right? But those people haven't done anything to me. So it's easy. It's easy for me to pour into them. It's easy for me to watch their growth. It's easy for me to be excited about their growth. Whereas someone who has done me harm or I think is intentionally doing me harm it's not easy for me to pour into them. It's not easy for me to minister to them. You know what I mean? It's not easy for me to do the things that God has told me to do uh, for them or with them or whatever the case may be. It's not even easy for me to pray for them in some cases because it's like, you know what? This person has um, just offended me and been and just whatever, been so disrespectful or uh, been so not caring, you know, or whatever the case may be. Whereas some of the people I pour into, I get to watch their growth. I get to see how they're growing and how the word is working for them. Whereas with me, it's like I always say I'm a better teacher than a student. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I can give people good advice all day long, but then when it comes to me taking that advice or uh, applying that advice, to myself or in my situation is much more difficult to do. You know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty just tripped would out. Would you how... say that it's a, um, would you say that it is a internal thing for you when it comes to not being able to pray for that person or, because at this point, we're not even talking about forgiveness for that person. We're more so talking about the internal effects that the offense has taken or the toll that it has taken for you personally, right? So mm -hmm. do you think it's an internal... In this situation, it's more of like the condescending or the, uh, of, of the person. Like It's like this person will mock God, you know what I mean, or actually say things like, Oh, you can pray all you want, but if I don't want to do it, I ain't going to do it. So it's like, oh, okay, so you're mocking God. So you think, you know, you're stronger than God, you know what I mean? So it's like, at this point then, why even pray for that person, you know what I mean? So that's more what it'd be like for me. It's like almost kind of like how Jonah was in a, in a situation where Jonah didn't feel like these people deserved the mercy of God. So he ran away from it. Like, you know what? I'm not finna do that, God, because you telling me to do it, but I'm not finna do it because these, these people don't deserve your mercy. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like the same thing. It's like, okay, why should I pray for this person? And they so openly disrespectful and they so openly condescending and they so open, openly in rebellion and they so open to just mocking God where they feel like the only thing that matters is what they want to do. It's like, what is the purpose of praying for them though? But that's not, I recognize that's not of God. That's of 
that's of myself. That's my, how I feel, my my thinking, you know. Yeah, because God told Jonah to go on and preach against the wickedness. Yeah, yeah. Like, continue hey. to do what I have told you to do, and you will see, you know, my righteousness. So, hey, it, it, and I think, too, sometimes we do things out of our own desires mm-hmm. instead of doing it unto God. Like, we will preach and teach and give out of our own selfishness in a sense. And I wouldn't call it selfishness, just what we desire for ourselves instead of doing a thing unto God and allowing God to get the glory and understanding that when God gets the glory, like we will essentially see the the fruit, right? Mm. Cause that's his will. That's his word. So yeah, I just look at like it's so you can learn one one thing. I, I reason I like being around followers in general or people who believe in God is because the ones who are truly chasing after God, the ones who are truly seeking the truth, right? You can see their growth. You can see the softening of their heart and you can learn from them. Like a lot of people be thinking like, well, you know, I've been believing in God for a walk in this walk. I've been walking this walk for 30 years and you've been walking this walk for a year or two years. So it's nothing really that I can learn from you. And that's Mm -hmm. the wrong thought because to be honest, I'm learning more from quote unquote babes (laughs) than I'm learning for people who's been doing it for years. You know what I mean? And a lot of the reason is because you can see, like, a lot of times people who've been walking in faith for so long, they can get so self-righteous, you know what I mean? Or they Mm -hmm. can get so, um, like you said, holier than thou, you know what I mean? Where they don't even see their own wrong anymore, you know? So it's kind of like they stop growing. Whereas, like, just watching a new person who see the benefits of walking righteously and watching them grow, it actually teaches you a lot. Because just, for example, seeing how far you've come, just from where I met you to where you're at now, you can totally see a difference. You can totally see, you know, kind of a change in your heart to certain people that you were struggling with. Forgiving, so it's like if she can do it, then I should be able to do it. She just started this, so if she can do it, then I should be able to do it. So if she can learn and take advice, then I should be able to learn and take advice. You know what I mean? So I think that's been a helpful, helpful part in a way, and I think that's something that us veterans or us who think <laughs> <laughs> us who think we're veterans in his walk can learn from where. We can get so self-righteous where we think we can't learn from anybody or we think we can't learn, you know, anymore or we think we can't gain any knowledge from somebody that's just beginning their walk when we can. Because when, you know, when we, when you told me a response that you had to a certain person that you had trouble forgiving, I was like, whoa. And then that same week I had a totally different response from a person that I'm dealing with 
that I thought I had forgiven, but no, I, I haven't forgiven that person. It was like, no, nah. I just, you know, it vexed my spirit because I was like, man, you don't want to take no responsibility. But unlike you, where you acted kind of in a loving way, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to tell you about yourself because obviously you don't know about yourself. So I'm going to let you know about yourself. I'm going to let you know since you just don't want to take any responsibility for this situation, I'm finna let you know this is how you're looking and you're looking foolish, you know what I mean? Instead of being like, you know what, even though that may be true, you know what, let me pray for you. Let me just take time to pray for you and, and you know, let God deal with the situation instead of me telling you about yourself, you know? Yeah, and I think that may have been almost a softening of that person's heart you know just the 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 approach may have taken a a softer approach on that person's heart because then it's like i feel like sometimes responses are expected right um when a person has dealt with us for a long time they're expecting us to respond in a certain way Mm. and by us doing that we're giving them exactly what they hoped for exactly what they were expecting but when we take the the loving kind approach when we you know what like you say that may be true but let me pray for you like when we take that approach we're kind of blowing them out like blowing them back a little bit like huh like what Mm -hmm. so it makes them think and i think that's really what god intends for us to do like we are stewards of his word we aren't to beat nobody upside the head with it. We aren't here to convict anybody. That's not our jobs. Our job is to walk in his wisdom, walk in his kindness, walk in his love. And when we walk in that, there is a light that exudes from the inside of us. And people see that. Like naturally people are going to see that in you. And it's unfortunate, but we just got to walk that walk and pray that they take a hold of it. Right. And they, they will like people will start asking questions like, dang, how you do this? How you get this? How you by the grace of God, by the grace of God. And all you can do is testify to them on the goodness of him. What you do? I read his word. What you do? I respond to his word. I obey his word. Like, and sometimes we be thinking like there's some type of blueprint. There's some type of algorithm to this. Like, no, I read it. I believe it. And I'm walking in it. I read it. I believe it. And I'm walking in it. Hmm. That's a question. I think sometimes we all got to ask ourselves, do we really believe what we're reading? And if we really believe what we're reading, are we going to do what it says, which in turns mean us walking in it. So I think that's an excellent point. Actually, an excellent way to um, end that. So, you know, this is a smoke room, so I always like to give people a chance to hand out smoke if they got any smoke to hand out. Got any smoke for anybody? No, I ain't got no smoke. I come in peace. But I am going to encourage your listeners. Go on and check us out over at Inspired by Ashley Nicole. 
Um, right to Brag is a nonprofit organization that sponsors Inspired by Ashley Nicole, and they have a shoe campaign going on. So I highly encourage you guys to check that out. Also, bless some kids that may need some shoes in this during this holiday season. Um, but yeah, no smoke, no smoke. Oh man, you you too nice. <laughs> no, <that's> a, <laughs> let me stop playing. That's a good thing. Uh, well, before I hand out my smoke or whatever, uh, first of all, yeah, go support uh, her podcast. It's actually a great podcast. I listen to it, so I think uh, inspired by Ashley Nicole is uh, that podcast is pretty dope. She basically do uh, reflection and talk about some of the things that she's been through or dealing with. And it seems like a very like open and honest podcast, which uh, should be pretty enjoyable to most. You know what I mean? Because I think all of us has dealt with some of the things that she's dealing with. And then also, yes, go support her non-for-profit. I think it's pretty dope. We always complain about kids. We complain about how they act, them not behaving right. Uh, them not having any respect, but then you have somebody who's trying to help them, who's trying to guide them and direct them in the right way. So put some money where your mouth is, as they say back in the day. Go support her uh, campaign, you know. And then uh, I think uh, I'll announce it now, but me and Ashley will be doing a podcast together, and we'll give you all the details later on. But I hope you guys who support BGR, uh, go over there when we're done with it and have it all together. Go take a listen to it. Now, uh, for smoke, I like to hand out some smoke to myself. And the reason being is because, like I said, I'm a, I am feel like I'm a good teacher, but a bad student. So what I mean by that is I'm good at giving everybody else advice because it's easy for me to sit back and kind of diagnose what people are going through listen to what they're going through, and then offer them some sort of advice into how they can handle that situation or sometimes no advice and just be a good listener, you know, for that person, you know. But when it comes time to taking advice, I'm not too good at that. Like, I can admit uh, that I'm stubborn. Uh, I do have a tendency to think that I am right majority of the time, so I give myself some smoke for that. But the problem is causing is as I go through this journey here with God, it's causing me to not perform really in faith. And what I mean by that is I could be going through a situation and I can be saying, I'm going to give it over to God. But then when the situation is brought to me or it's put in my face, then I really don't leave it up to God. I take action on this situation myself or I respond in a way that I shouldn't necessarily respond. So this past uh, weekend here, uh, somebody who has caused me grave pain and who has offended me called me, reached out, we talk, and instead of praying for the person or being loving to the person, what I did was I just threw in their face everything they had done negatively, all the pain and trouble they have caused, and really didn't do it in a loving way. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't take responsibility for their action because they absolutely should, but we also should deliver that 
in a productive way. And the way I delivered it may not have been productive. And not only that, I should have prayed for the person, but I didn't. I let my emotions override my faith, which is not good. Emotions are real. True enough. But your emotions shouldn't override what you believe. Your emotions shouldn't override God. So if your emotions is wrong, then you shouldn't act on those emotions. And that's something we have to learn in our faith walk in general is, yes, emotions are real. But if emotion goes against the will of God, then you can't act on them. I could, for example, have all the emotions in the world for a woman. But if God said you're married and you're not supposed to be messing with a woman outside your marriage, I shouldn't do it. Or if I'm single and God says you're not supposed to commit fornication with this woman, I could have all the emotions in the world for this woman, but I can't let my emotions override what the word of God says. And what I did was I allowed that to happen this weekend. And for that, I'm giving myself smoke. And with that being said, Bad Guy Radio out.